Welcome back to episode number six. Today we are going to be covering a few uh, important topics on success and the success complex. So um, specifically that success is different for every single person and every single aspect of their life. What success means to us and then also some things we've done that can help all of us move towards your own defined definition of success. So. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right. I'm excited about this because it's kind of taking us more back to basics of our earlier episodes, kind of like it capitalizes the well-rounded wealth title yep. of what we're doing because success, I think, is a big part of that. And it's a really complex topic, so I'm excited to get into these points. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you want to kick us off if, with the uh, first question? So. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to know from you personally, as you've kind of grown and gone through your different chapters, how has your idea of success changed over that period of time? Yeah. What, what did you first want success to be? Uh, what was your first idea of success? Maybe back when we knew each other in middle school, high school. Yeah, so I'll take it back to what we first get the impression of success being. So, which is usually from our parents or people we look up to. And that is oftentimes monetary because our parents go to work every day to, why do you go to work? To earn money. And what is that working or what does that money give you? It gives you the opportunity to go experience nice things, have nice things, that kind of stuff. So for me growing up, I was always taught, okay, you work hard, get good grades, like you're gonna go to a good school, you're gonna get a good job and then you're gonna make money and that's success. And that was kind of where my head was at going into high school or yeah, going into high school and then coming out and moving on to college. I had that in mind when I chose the school that I wanted to go to. I wanted to choose a school that would set me up to be successful in that right. Right. So and then what it's changed to today is moving away from the materialistic thing and being able to reach a state of enjoyment in my day-to-day -day life with aspects like emotional, mental, physical. So those are my big three. Um, money will come with something you're doing that you're passionate about, but I want to be successful in finding balance in my life. So, Yeah, I had a very similar mindset, especially high school mind. It was, I need to get into a good college that was my idea of success is getting accepted yeah. to a school that others around me would consider in high regard and a hard school to get into and getting into that that was an idea of success and then going from there it was okay money making a lot of money which yep. therefore you can get a nice house you can have a nice car have nice things not have that stress of money which i mean that's still important because yep. no money does equal a lot of stress every day if you don't know where where the money's coming from for bills and whatnot. And also that means girlfriend, wife, kids, giving them health and stability, being able to care to for provide. them and provide. Yeah. That was all an idea. And that my idea hasn't fully 180'd on that. I still yeah. definitely want to be married with kids and give them a great childhood. I got, I was lucky enough to have a really blessed childhood as well. So I definitely want to continue that as well. But personally, it's, not just make money any way I can anymore. Yeah. And also trying to get rid of 
success means others thinking you're successful. It's that's a big part of what's been changing for me because I've always cared that other people have thought I'm successful. I want yeah. other people back to the college example. I like that my peers like, oh, like he got into a good school. Jack got into a good school. I, I will fully admit that I like that and I thought that was important and success. Yeah, no, 100% because it's what others perceive right away. It's okay when someone looks you up or someone talks about you, what do they associate with your name? And right. it's very easy to associate the materialistic things because that's what people can see. But especially now going through this transition and we even go back to the first episode, that's kind of where it started. Like with, when I was going into a job that was focused more or for me on the money, but now with meeting new people and trying to have deeper conversations with people, it's what makes that person happy or what makes them um, find enjoyment in their day-to-day life that when they start talking about it, their face lights up and it's like, if they could, if they achieve that, then, and they can continue that feeling, that's, would be something of success to them. So, but for you, yeah, like what, what defines success now? What's changed? Um, I would say that for me, it's when am I achieving my own goals and do I feel good about the things I'm doing where other people don't even know that I'm doing it? That's definitely an exercise I've practiced. Um, an example of that, like through the community service stuff I've done, I made a rule with myself don't post on Instagram about it. Don't, don't like project this because yeah. honestly, the second I do that, that means I'm no longer doing it for me. Yeah. That means I'm doing it to put on a show or doing it because I want other people to see that I'm doing it. And so that's a big thing that's changed. It's trying not to project the things I'm doing so that other people see that I'm doing it. And I want to make sure that I'm doing the things I'm doing because it makes me feel good and there are goals that I'm reaching and I don't need, I don't have that need to express to others that I did this. If I'm talking to my friends in a conversation, that's like, what are you up to? Of course I'm going to tell them. Of course yeah. I'm going to tell them what I've been up to. You know what I've been up to. I know what you've been up to. Yeah. But we're, I'm definitely been doing a lot better on not needing other people to know that I'm doing well at things or having things going on. Yeah. No, I think that's actually, I, I want to start incorporating that even more into like I'm not a huge social media person but in this in the stuff that I'm doing can I not post this or have no one know about it and still find a ton of happiness doing it like that's a great checklist not only for you and I but for other people who are listening like is that something you truly enjoy and if you continue to get better at it on your own without anyone else figuring out will that make you happy and lead to success in that field, whatever it is. Yeah, totally. And then quick, I wouldn't say devil's advocate, but a point on what we're talking about, I wouldn't say it's necessarily bad to post about things you've done. For example, we're posting like crazy about this podcast because we've gotten some good feedback from some people and we're like, okay, let's try to grow it. Let's try to get more people listening and get more followers, more interacting. It's fine to post about things you got going on, especially because you got friends and family following you on social media that maybe you're not close to and they want to see updates on how you're doing. So it's not bad to post about 
yeah, thing, good things that are going on in your life at all. But yeah, I would say it might become a problem mentally for me if I'm only doing it so other people are seeing it. Yeah. I think that's the line that's crossed. If you're doing it to let people that you care about know, like keeping them updated in your life, that's great and that's one thing. But if you're doing it, like let's say I was doing something that I hated it, that my passion wasn't there, had a miserable time doing it, but then I smile for the camera, post on Instagram, like look at this awesome thing I did and I only did it just so other people would think that I'm doing well or I did this cool thing. Yeah, we definitely had that over the past few years too and uh, I'll commend people who are on social media that are coming out like and admitting social media is a highlight reel like yeah you post stuff that is good and that's cool that you want people to see because you're not going or you're typically not going to post dark or like struggling pictures whatever you're going to post on social media so people that have come out and at least commented that like kudos and it's important for other people to realize that like for us when we started this we we both agreed like if this helped one, just one person or we got this message to one person like that would be enough success for us which yeah. um, obviously we've had a lot of feedback and it's been great but I still have that mindset like if it, if it could change one's person trajectory and get them out of some kind of same any hole, funk they're in yeah, yeah hole that we were in then great so, yeah, um, I kind of want to take a, a pivot on this kind of to what we talked about in the beginning with parents and people you look up to um, in the early stages of your life. What image can parents portray to help kind of guide their children towards a view of personal success, not in the eyes of something material? Right. Well, I luckily had a very good image painted for me of success by my parents. My dad always said when I was a kid, um, so always do what makes you happy, do what you love, and the money will come. And I, I, him and I talked about that because he listened to our very first episode. And he's like, oh, I I didn't get that message across. I was like, no, you did, you did. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, I, yes, I've heard that. And his other two rules are be kind and work hard always, no matter what you're doing and anything you do, work hard and be kind, which are my two pillars um, of day-to-day life. My two very basic pillars, so we, I form more through this podcast, but those are always the two most important to me. Yeah. And even though I got that message that just do what you love, do what makes you happy. One, things I love aren't guaranteed success. They're not in corporate America. They're not paying super well every year. You can build and get, so I'm, I've been in love with acting just for people who don't know me forever. I did it growing up and then I became a film major in college. I kind of still stay around the world. And now that I'm leaving, I am very inclined to go back to it because I do miss it every day. But even though I have that message, there's still the fear. There's still that fear that I won't succeed because it is a tough, tough, tough business to succeed in. So, Well, you look like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be the next Thor. It's no big deal. <laughs> but after, um, even after hearing that, hearing that message, I kind of have pushed that message down because I'm – Honestly, because I'm like, I don't know if I'll make it. So I could just I could just go into a job that has a guaranteed salary, will guarantee me a good amount of success that'll 
be financially stable and I can build my compound interest in my 401k. It's just so appealing because it's once you have a job like that, you are safe as long as you're working hard in the office and <laughs> showing yeah. up, doing what you got to do, being a good employee. You're you're safe. You'll be good. You'll you can have a nice apartment and then you can keep building and building, get promotions and all that stuff and live a live a um, good wealth, life. wealthy life uh, to a degree and a good life overall and a settling life. Yeah. And I'll take a quote here that yeah. your um, message just reminded me of. It's and David Goggins, who I'm sure a ton of people know about, but I wouldn't say go to that extreme at all. But a lot of people go down one path of life, which is the easier path, which is kind of like to your point, it's more the and and to my point, too, with the job I originally had, it's paved, you know, it's safe because there are people have done it in front of you to where there's a system like you you rise in the rank from entry level to mid-level to senior level and by the time you're 50 60 you're retired and you can provide for your family and that's perfectly fine some people aren't going to be comfortable taking the risk that puts too much stress on them however and I encourage more people to, especially when they're younger, to take the risk because the harder path, the right path, right as in not like the correct way, but right path is the harder path. But at the end of it, when you come out of the struggle and hardship, you'll be you'll find so much more gratis, gratification with yourself and um, a sense of accomplishment because, you know, you chose to do that hard thing and you came out on top. Yeah, well, I will also say, I wouldn't necessarily suggest that you need to take a risk like that in a yeah. career choice. You can, if for example, if you're a business major and you are really into it and you're really into marketing or really into finance, you're good at it and you get a job where you are having that fulfillment of doing something you're genu genuinely interested in and still challenge yourself um, and other ways to push, whether that's fitness goals and then eventually your relationships and like putting all of your care and love towards your family, your your kids, your your parents, your wife, husband, any of that. You can also get a ton of fulfillment from doing that. So I also don't think you necessarily need to take some crazy risk or do anything that's out of the ordinary to have a fulfilling life. Yeah. Or success. Or success. That. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And it, it doesn't have to be like internally, we all have separate risk levels. So, and some paths are riskier, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the one you have to go down for success. Like, yeah, kind of like to your point, like in certain industries, there are, um, there are career paths where, you can be successful because you're enjoying that day-to-day -day life. But there are also facets of that industry, like business. You maybe want to go create your own business. That is a riskier path. Yeah. But it's it that sense of ownership might bring you more fulfillment. So. Yeah, totally. And regardless of what you're doing to get to a level of success, it's gonna take hard work. So anyone that has a nine to five Monday to Friday job, I don't think they're, yeah, I'm, not, I'm never gonna meet someone like that and be like, oh, you're not going for it. No, 
you could very well be going for it. Yeah. You could be working really hard. It's a competitive industry, no matter what job corporation you're working at. And if you want to excel and do better, you got to work really hard. And no, I, I applaud that very much. I applaud that very much. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of like different areas of success in life, let's focus on, let's talk about the emotional, the, the physical and mental or, or kind of social success. Yeah. Um, since that's what we're really focused on with well-rounded wealth. So, yeah. um, why don't we start with just emotional, emotional wealth, I would say is one and constantly working to master a self-love of yourself, which is definitely a journey that I am on too. It's pretty good. I definitely don't wake up and be like, I hate myself. No, (laughs) (laughs) not at all. Not at all. But um, getting to that level of things getting in your head, um, interactions, things that make you feel not good enough. I would say my emotional wealth is focusing on not letting your mind go there, not letting your mind tell you, oh, no, like this thing that happened, that's, that's representative of how you are as a person and how well your worth is based on some external thing that happened yeah. and instead holding myself accountable as we talked about in the past of what my own values are yep. and following that. And that's where I think my emotional wealth comes in. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I think it comes down to feeling good about who you are. Yeah. So like if I'm doing something on a day to day basis, it, are my actions that and are my actions and my words that I'm speaking to other people and giving them an impression of who I am is that am I living according to my values and who, and who I am so um, that not only is it kind of focused on how others perceive you which doesn't matter but it does reflect on who you are so I think that's big for me is being able to communicate who I am with other people and, and making sure that they know I'm, I'm talking from like a true heart in terms of who I am emotionally. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, yeah, how about mentally? So I know that's a line with mental and emotional that can get pretty. It's, it is blurry because yeah. I have a very similar answer with that. Honestly, I think my mental answer is my emotional answer. And I think my emotional answer now I want to switch to that type of wealth. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I did answer that as the mental one. I'd gotcha. say emotionally, yeah. it would be working to master my emotions and any, no matter what emotions I feel, except that that's how I feel. Sometimes you feel like you're supposed to have certain emotions in certain situations. And sometimes you have to push things down. And sometimes in life you do. If you're in a very public place, you can't <laughs> you can't rage, go crazy, yeah. or like start crying or have a breakdown or anything. But I think it's important to acknowledge, okay, this is what's going on in my emotions right now. I'm feeling this way. Accept that I feel this way. And afterwards, let's investigate why I feel this way and what made me feel this way. Yeah. So, sorry to switch. Sorry to no, switch. I like that a lot because it, it helps it relate. And I was listening to a podcast um, from Emma Chamberlain this morning, and she was talking about anxiety and emotionally, yeah. like not only being able to portray who I am, like value wise to other people, but internally looking 
at your emotional success and emotional wealth is to your point like throughout a day you're not going to feel a hundred percent like with who you are on like throughout the course of life but if you're stressed or you're anxious or you're getting nervous take a step back and kind of detach from yourself and realize that let it breathe breathe in and out super slowly super deep breaths realize that and then kind of come back to the presence knowing that yes i might be a little nervous to go into an audition or before a game but i know i'm going to put my best foot forward and i think there's a good quote from john wooden who was a really famous ucla coach um which i found um doing kind of research for this for this podcast and he defined success as peace of mind that is the direct result of self-satisfaction and knowing you did your best to become the best that you're capable of becoming yeah so, yeah right that's that's a great quote yeah. one thing i'll say and this is something we can relate on for nerves whether for lacrosse games you played in college whether for performances i've had on stage I have grown to accept nerves. I'm nervous before I do something like that. Always. Yeah. I mean, I my confidence is still high. I'm feeling those nerves, but I have it's just become electrifying for me, which is why I do love performing so much. The yeah. nerves are starting to they start to hype me up and I'm like, "Okay, this is scary. This is crazy, but I'm about to go up there and kill it." That's the yeah. mindset I put myself in. Yeah. I'm like cuz I have to cuz it literally my nerves put me in a fight or flight situation. Yeah. It's like, I can run home, I can run away, or I can kill it. It's one or the other, but I'm not going on that stage and failing. Yep. And I'm sorry, I'm going on that stage. I'm giving it, it just gets me in this zone where like, I have to do well. Yeah. I have to do well. And it's electrifying. I absolutely love it. And I also think once you get to the point where you're putting yourself in that situation more and more, you're allowing yourself to, you're allowing your body, which has systems and processes and just chemical reactions that you can't see but the more you expose your body to that the more comfortable you get when you're able to realize what emotion you're going through yeah so and being able to then channel that say nervousness or um yeah nervousness or that kind of energetic reaction from flight to okay, I can actually use this energy because my heart rate is spiking like crazy. And instead of using it towards running away, I can use it towards the energy I'm putting into, in your case, a film or a scene or something like that. Yeah. So, and that, it can be a huge driver in success. Like, athletically, I do the same thing. Like, okay, you're nervous before a game or you know you have a big workout. Like, all right, let's use, let's calm down, recognize that and take that, what would be perceived as negative energy and use it towards something positive. Yeah. And I use that same method for for any college kids that are still in school or anyone still taking tests. I use that for studying and tests. Yeah. I I think it's it's me using my anxiety, I think, to my advantage because I have learned as I've grown, like, I have some anxiety. I do. Um, so does my sister. So does my sister. Not, not to call her out, but just the way. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that. But, <laughs> but in, in a way where we freak out about not doing well on something, so we have to do well on something. Yeah. So I use my anxiety to kind of 
drive towards doing well. Yeah. Uh, I just my very I took my very last test of college yesterday, Ooh. which was nice. <laughs> and that night before, I had studied a little bit, and then it was getting late, like nine, ten o'clock, and I was like, "No, it's time to study for three more hours because if I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna fail, but I'm not gonna do great. It's my last test of college, but I need to do well. The last, yeah. I just thought this nightmare of bombing the exam, getting a bad grade on my last class of college and having put that on my transcript after my transcript is solid. I was like, I have to do well, I have to do well. So I think that was maybe my anxiety taking over and being like, okay, I have to succeed or else I think my mind convinces me like the world is gonna end or something like that. Yep, I'll tell you a funny story because I kind of had the same thing except I did not do that. <laughs> really, really? <laughs> well, like I had never, my lowest grade throughout college was like a B plus. And then my last test of the year was um, like international finance, which this was just a bad class for me because it was also right after lunch. So I was, I would look back at my notes when I was studying and I'd see like lines going down the entire course uh-huh. of my page because I fell asleep with my pen out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like setting myself up to fail at the end. But I did use that energy. I was like, like crap, I fell asleep. So I had these classes. I got to study. Yeah. And then I still ended up getting a C. That was my <laughs> only C. <laughs> so, but anyway, oh, that's... that's a funny tangent of <laughs> stuff. You can still use energy to work towards things you want to be successful with. However, don't feel like the world is crashing if you don't reach that point. Take time to, okay, how did I fail? Why did I fail? Um, and what did I learn? Because yeah. life is life, and working towards success is all about learning. You're not born with um, a way to know how to be successful in your own right, mentally, emotionally, physically, career-wise, family. It's a constantly learning and changing, and that's why this topic is so complex. Which, I mean, we could talk about for hours, and I'm sure we'll have a future episode on, but. Um, just be sure to define it in your own sense and continue working towards that internally. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say my takeaway just on having a success complex for any individual, I think what I do is I make sure that it's something I want to do. I also make sure that whatever it is I'm working towards, I'm doing it to my best ability um, while being kind to others, work hard and be kind, my yep. two pillars. And also one of my main goals in what I think of in success would probably be that no one, I could do it and no one else would know about it. I could yep. do it and no one else would know about it. And I also make sure that failure is not frowned upon. Yep. If I fail, I have that's an opportunity to learn and then succeed and go up. And I've failed plenty. Yep. I've had, I have not killed every performance I had ever done in the past. I had some off nights. I've had speeches that have gone greatly. I've had some speeches where I just did not click with a crowd before. I do that all the time, but that gives me a chance to look at, okay, what I do wrong here? Why didn't it go well? And internalize that and be like, how can I make this better in the future? Yeah. That's, yeah. Those, that's for success. That's what it is for me and for me strictly those are those are my rules yeah that's awesome um well i'm sure we could continue talking about this and especially on failure i mean that's 
that's coming. That yeah, that's a <laughs> that whole episode in, in itself, and how it can be that failure is a, a component of learning and growth. But um, just remember that you keep yourself accountable personally on what you define success as, and keep that peace of mind that there is a direct result coming from the self-satisfaction and knowing that you are working hard and doing the best you can to achieve what you're capable of. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. This was a good one. Um, Thank you guys for listening as always, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Yep. Please feel free to look us up on Instagram and visit our website and leave us comments on what else you want to hear and uh, reviews on any of the episodes. Thanks, guys.